0: Hello and welcome back to the Rigged Recap where I'm joined by my lovely co-host Kayla and our third co-host my cat Noodles who has lots to say today and I'm sure you will hear her many times throughout this podcast.
1: Noodles is a bad bitch and we live for her and she's just (laughs) as upset as I am about Mirage getting eliminated.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm not about to silence women over here like Noodles if you want to scream and shout go for it.
1: Thank you Derek for being a true ally. (laughs)
0: Kayla, this is like, are you still in mourning?
1: Yeah, Uh, it was terrible. I will say I went to Thorgy Thor's watch party in Brooklyn last last Friday. And so this is where I experienced uh, the Mirage elimination. Uh, I will say I got the flu from this outing. So I have been uh, knocked out for a bit. But it was at least fun watching that train wreck of an episode in good company, uh, because Thorgy and her cast of queens there put on a great show, uh, we had a great time, and we were celebrating, even though the ending of that episode was tragic, everybody was, like, it was just a collective, like, audience, like, no, no, I can't believe this is happening, and, uh, yeah, I'm still in mourning.
0: Um, firstly, I just want to say, fuck you, bitch. Um, for seeing my favorite Rue girl, uh, I'm so jealous. You're literally living the life, like, every week at a new watch party with new queens, and I'm literally sitting here, like, in my apartment with fucking noodles,
1: she was so nice, too. Like, I, I gave her a full-on fucking 20 bucks at the end. I was like, Thorgy, this was, like, the best. Like, because we were, like, it was me and my friend Devin, who I go to a lot of these shows with, and we were just, like, next to her table the whole time. And so she would come over and, like, hang out and chat. Like, she was just, like, so cool. Uh, so if you are ever in the New York City area, I recommend going. Derek, I am so sorry. I spent the entire night <laughs> hanging out with Thorgy, but she, that bitch gave me the flu, so fuck.
0: <laughs> you guys took a photo together. I saw it on Snapchat. And I was like, God
1: damn yes, it. Yes, we took a photo together. <laughs> I put a dollar in her ass, like in her tights. Um, <gasps> yeah, she was like, she like came up next to me and she was like, put a dollar in my tights. I was like, okay. So I did. And it was, it was great.
0: What am I going to do? Say no?
1: Exactly. If Thorgy Thor tells you to put a dollar in her tights, you're going to do it. Like
0: uh, She could tell me to put it under her wig. And I'd be like, sure, whatever. <laughs> put it in the sweaty shoe that she's wearing. And I'd be like, sure, Whatever you want. It was
1: also a very, like, and this is, this is, let me say, this is probably why I got the flu, because it was a very unconventional kind of venue. Like, I'm used to the Manhattan parties, which are all in, like, these tiny little packed kind of clubs, and so I don't dress for the winter when I go to those, because it's always so hot in them. But this was in Brooklyn, and it was a backyard. It was, it's called, like, a backyard party, so it's, like, the backyard of some, like, restaurant place, and the entire venue is shipping containers, like, attached to one another with, like, picnic tables. Like, it is the most Brooklyn bullshit you've ever seen in your life. And so it was so fucking cold in there because I'm not dressed for, like, outdoor weather. And that's probably why I got the flu. But it was such a good show because, like, it was all spread out. We made friends. Like, the people next to us, like, knew me, which was crazy. Uh, and, like, you know, you could play, like, table games and stuff. Like, it was such a cool environment for a show. Uh, and, like, the queens would come up and, like, dance on your table. Like, it was so great. Just... I wish I wore a jacket.
0: (laughs) Does she host that every single week?
1: She does. She hosts every single week. She will not be there next week. Sugar Cain will be there instead because she is doing a symphony performance in Colorado. But uh, she has been doing it for the last like three or four years, I think. Uh, And so I'm definitely going to go back at some point. So was a yeah, I
0: was going to say, like, it sounds like something that like, I would want to go back to like a nice, it's like a nice experience of like watching the episode with everyone, but it's also not like in a club, people everywhere, like shoulder to shoulder, like you can barely hear the episode over everyone talking.
1: Right. No, it was just like a fun, like chill night out with a lot. Li- and then like after the show, like they did, um, each queen kind of does their own performance and it's very interactive. It's, it's super cool. We I didn't get to watch on talk. That's the only thing like, in like that night I watched it later, but yeah.
0: I mean, so far you really haven't missed a ton.
1: Yeah. Untucked is fine. It's always just been fine.
0: It's marginally better this season.
1: Yeah, marginally better. By a bit. Thank you, A Mandatory Meeting, Trans Icon, Diva. Um,
0: yes, as of today, A Mandatory Meeting came out as trans, which is iconic. And she did a whole spread with Joey Nolfi, who has just become like the Drag Race tea getter. Like, I love Joey, because he will literally just, like, whenever there's, like, tea with any of the girls, I always see at the very top, bye, Joey Nolfi. I'm like, you better work, bitch.
1: Every time. He's got the scoop, and, uh, yeah, Amanda, congratulations. We love you. Live your truth. You're a diva, you're a doll, and you're you're great.
0: Very bad timing for everyone to resurface her, like, very old college, like, (laughs) her mask era photos, like... The dysphoria is probably circling.
1: Maybe that's why. She was like, you know what? I gotta let... I gotta let them know. This is the the best time to let them know and set the record. Yeah,
0: like, before I become, like, a... Yeah, before, like, more thirst traps from my, like, college years come out, let me just...
1: Yeah.
0: Kayla, can we talk about the Daily Discourse?
1: Okay, so the Daily Discourse, which, again... The Daily Discourse always happens to be something that I get in trouble for on Twitter, which is is the par for the course again this week. Uh, Basically... Because Mirage got eliminated, because she didn't know the words to Dark Lady by Cher, there's been a lot of conversation around whether or not it is the duty of these younger queens to study up on everything and anything that RuPaul likes, uh, in the event that you have to lip-sync or you have to understand some kind of cultural reference, and a lot of those cultural references often happen to be, like, older because RuPaul is 63 years old. And that's been the debate about like whether or not here's the thing obviously Mirage should have known her words assuming you get the iPod full of the songs before you perform like yeah take the time to like learn all of the words but i think the argument has been more about like oh how do you not know the words already it's share how do you not know the words to every share song and to me it's turned into sort of this like gatekeepy thing where i've seen a lot of like Mostly older gay men being like, well, it's Rue's show. Of course you have to know everything that, like, that Rue likes and Rue expects you to know. Of course you do. Of course you have, like, being gay is all about knowing these old school pop culture references. But I also, and this is what I tweeted, I said, I feel like you can't have it both ways in the sense that if you are casting younger and younger for the show, which is definitely the case, right? Most of these casts have been younger as the years have gone on, and they're 22, 21, 20 years old. It's gonna take them time to learn all of those references and be educated. It's also, you know, not concerning the fact that a lot of these queens come from different backgrounds. Uh, And I think it's just a little gatekeepy and weird. What do you think, Derek?
0: I... So I have not been on Twitter, so I haven't seen a lot of this. But I noticed when RuPaul called her out for having the 60s hairstyle but the 70s look. Like, that, I felt, was, like, taking it too far. Because, to be honest, I liked Mirage's hair better with the look than Cher's hair with that look. Like, I think it fit the whole vibe better. I don't really care that she's mixing eras of Cher. I think if she would have done like a fucking dolly parton wig with it like someone not even related then i would have been like what the fuck but it's still share so and there were plenty of queens on that stage who took their own artistic liberties in their share looks they weren't all exact recreations so mirage switching up a hair to make it look better with the overall look did not bother me at all but rupaul was literally like seething like she, she like broke a cardinal sin of drag race
1: yeah, I just feel like it's weird that every couple of years we get this instance of everybody wanting to humble this like 20 something year old like queen from a very different background than like a lot of like you know classic drag queens. Mirage is a stripper, you know what I mean? Like she's not in the club listening to Cher, she's not performing mm-hmm. to Cher. You know, we can have these different kinds of, like, backgrounds and experiences, not to mention that when Rue and Michelle go host in the UK and they go host in Australia, they don't know the culture, they don't know the references, they just try to get by on shit. So why are you, like, being the ultimate gatekeeper, end-all be-all, of everyone knowing every single reference for Drag Race? Should you brush up on your share knowledge? Yeah, I guess, probably, but I also don't think it's a make or break for the talent or capability of a queen. Uh, I think that's really limiting to, like, other perspectives. And also, if you're going to say that that's so important, you should be advocating for older queens to get cast on the show. More comedy queens to get cast on the show. Like, more people who were brought up in that same era as RuPaul or a little bit after if you want that perspective so bad and you want it to be, like, lauded so bad. That's how we avoid getting internet stars for Snatch Game. That's how we avoid people not knowing who certain songs or who certain people are. But they're not going to do that shit either. So it's like, what do you want? What do
0: you want? Tell it, Kayla says. Tell it. Um, I will say, I will say, the fact that she didn't automatically know just all of the words to Dark Lady, it's a little shocking. Because, like, of all of the gay songs, I feel like that's one of them. That, like, everybody knows Dark Lady.
1: Yeah, it is a little, I was a little like, and I couldn't tell that she didn't know the words until Plasma said it in the confessional, and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, at least she knew the movement, she did the little clap thing, you know, the Mm -hmm. the parts of Dark Lady Mm -hmm. that you see, when you see a queen perform it, you know they do. It just, it's, it was tragic.
0: Well, and I feel like there's so much talk now about, like, oh, why isn't the Snatch Game funny anymore? Or, like, why isn't... Um, like, why aren't we getting these, like, iconic moments or whatever? And, like, I do feel like it is partly because the show is skewing younger in its casting. But also, there's been a lot of times since, let's say, season five, where we had, like, Jinx and people like that and uh, Alaska. And season six with Bianca and Adora. Like, there's been, what, ten years since then? And comedy changes. Like, just look at the internet. Like, what people found funny ten years ago is not the same now and i feel like just the way that we find things funny now is very different it's very like shit posting it's very that and so people are coming in with this sense of humor that does not translate think about fucking utica's bob ross like if that wasn't on a snatch game if that was a skit on tiktok people would be living for it but it the i don't think the the way that the comedy of the internet and the way that we're all growing up with with what we find funny. I don't think it translates to Drag Race.
1: And nothing is more emblematic of that than the RDR live challenge. And we will transition now into the (laughs) subject of this episode. And that has been your Daily Discourse. Everybody leave me alone on (laughs) Twitter.com.
0: We love the Daily Discourse. Um, Now that Drag Duel is officially over, I will be deleting Twitter from my phone. Um, So if you see me tweet, it's from my laptop. (laughs) And then I just close the browser. So I officially am not looking at any Twitter ever again. So
1: that is so good. That is so good. I wish. And I'm gonna try. I'm gonna
0: try to delete TikTok for all of February.
1: Oh my god! Really? Mm
0: -hmm. My mental health is atrocious, and I think part of it is social media. Because like, I'm just doom scrolling. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. No, I know. But I, I gotta delete Reddit. Honestly, you know what's funny now, girlfriend.
0: (laughs) Do you want to know what this bitch texted me yesterday? Derek, have you ever been on the um, what is it, SDR Untucked? SDR Untucked. Um, because they talk a lot of shit about all of us. Probably you, also me, also, and I'm like. Why are you reading this, Kayla? This can only do bad for your brain.
1: I can't can't help it. I want to know how I'm perceived. And neurotic (laughs) cunts don't like me. And that's totally fine. I honestly respect your willingness to gather together and exacerbate exacerbate your mental illness and talk shit with one another. Uh, That's community to me. And I appreciate that you're doing that. Uh, I read it. And I think you guys are kind of funny. So, like, you're awful and nasty, but you're kind of funny.
0: So. It's like, fuck you, but also, like, work.
1: Fuck you, and I'll see you again next week. Exactly.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so getting into this episode, this was, so far, I, I feel like every episode of the season, for, for me, pour moi, has been getting better and better. And this one, I thought, was my favorite so far. So the episode starts off with Amanda and Jane kind of, like, talking. Well, it, it was uh, brought up by Dawn, who kind of is... is poking the bear a little bit. Like, so, uh, Jane, you said that you hate Amanda and everything that she's ever done in her entire existence. What about that? And they kind of talk it out a little bit. But as we see from the promo for next week, uh, shit is still brewing between these two.
1: Give it all to me. I love it. I love it. I don't care. I, I, I'm at this point, I don't like plain Jane. I'm not really rooting for her necessarily, but that's just because I don't respond or connect well to her drag however the drama element that she's giving i live and it's working out for amanda honestly the girls love amanda you know what i mean so give it all to me give me the drama i live everybody's being too sensitive i live
0: i, I when the season first started i was kind of like "Oof, i don't see amanda making it super far like especially after the second episode that she was in the ball i was like oh I don't think Amanda's going to be long for this season. But now, I feel like she has a shot because she's involved in a major storyline. Like, why the, why would you get rid of her? And at the same time, I think she's getting better and better every week. Like, this was a really great week for her. So my, like, hope is that Amanda can, like, make it to at least, like, top seven, top six. Like, I would live for that.
1: Manifesting, Amanda has a uh, season one uh, down under Electra Shock-esque Run. Yes. That's
0: what I want for her. Maybe treated a little bit better by the judges, but yes.
1: Yes. (laughs) T.
0: So they introduced the challenge, which is RDR Live, which was a challenge from All-Stars 8, which these queens haven't seen yet because this filmed, I think, while All-Stars 8 was airing um, or a little bit before. So RuPaul's like, we're bringing back this challenge. And they're all probably like, the fuck is this?
1: Yeah. I mean... It was, like, eerily similar to the RDR Live for All-Stars 8, and to do it one after the other. I don't hate the format. I think it's a fun challenge. I just also think SNL has so much iconography that there are so many other skits and things you can parody. So I just feel like it's weird that they went for the same exact thing right down to the the skit that Jimbo did at All-Stars 8 that played Jane inadvertently replicated in this challenge.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like it's unwise to redo a challenge without first seeing the reaction to the first one. Because then if people liked some aspects but didn't like other aspects, you can kind of tweak things. If people just fucking hated the whole thing and think it was a cringe fest, then you can just be like, oh, maybe we won't do that again. I, I love this challenge. Um, I think it's really smart. I, I would want this to replace the acting challenges, to be honest with you.
1: I do enjoy it better than, yeah, the scripted acting challenges just because I feel like there's inherently more variety. There's more Mm -hmm. room to actually be funny. I don't know if all the girls rose up to that challenge necessarily. However, the opportunity was there, and that's not something you can always say about the acting challenges.
0: Because, like, with the acting challenges, it's either a good script or a bad script, and more often than not, it's a bad script. But with this, I feel like just because one script or one skit sucks, like, the next one might be good. Like, it's kind of more of a mixed bag. I also, like, why would you not get someone from SNL to guest judge? Like, okay, Sarah Michelle Gellar, iconic queen, amazing guest judge. We can talk about it. But, like, why not get fucking, I don't know, Vanessa Bayer or someone like that, like, to guest on an SNL episode?
1: Yeah, definitely a missed opportunity. I also think it's funny that they, like, I don't know, they... They reference SNL, but not too much. It feels like they're they're almost trying to, like, avoid some kind of threshold where they get into trouble. And, uh, yeah. as an employee of the National Broadcasting Company, I cannot speak on that directly. Uh, however, that's <laughs> what it feels like sometimes.
0: So, yeah, there's four skits and a host. And it's up to the queens to determine who gets what role. And, uh, as always, some tension erupts from this, specifically because... Plasma is like, I want to be one of the uh, Weekend Update hosts. And Dawn... (laughs) Dawn? Everyone said preseason on the cast that she was the shadiest. And we're kind of seeing that kind of, like, form a little bit. Because she's kind of like, well, Plasma, like, me and Amanda and Q, like, we're already friends. And, like, you would just kind of, like, kill the vibe. So, like, you should go do Barbara.
1: That was... I mean, bold of her to, to you know, stake your neck out for what you want. It's also, I don't know, the weekend update is the easiest job because the jokes are already written for you. It's just up to you to deliver it. So it's mm-hmm. like, I'm like, okay, you're being that bold for that part. Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> it,
0: it That's why it kind of felt clicky because it's not like she was taking a part that was, like, the winning role. Like, I don't think you can necessarily win with the weekend update role because, like, you're constantly sharing screen time with someone else and, like, cutting back and forth. And it's not really, like, your skit. It's, you're sharing it. Whereas, like, Plasma had so many, like, moments to shine just her. Like, she really gave Plasma the win. Like, let's be real.
1: Yeah, I also saw a theory that Plasma didn't want it because Barbara might have been her snatch game choice.
0: Mm-hmm. Which and makes sense. And enti-
1: that's entirely possible. So I think that might have had something to do with it as well.
0: I still... Th- I think if she still wanted to do... Barbara for Snatch Game, I think she could do it.
1: It's possible, yeah. And she, I mean, she proved she could already do it, so I Mm -hmm. live.
0: I think that'd be kind of like an iconic moment. Like, you already played this character once, and it worked, and then you can expand on all of that in the Snatch Game, and you can kind of reference if you want to.
1: Yeah, I mean, I will see. We'll see what she does. I hope she makes it to Snatch Game. I hope so.
0: After this episode, I'm very confident that she will, because Plasma was one of my favorites preseason- um, this was kind of like opposite for me and you. Like your favorite went home and mine won the challenge.
1: Yeah, <laughs> tragic. Uh, but you know, this one this episode made me a plasma stand. I was like, oh, you could actually do comedy, uh, which I can't say for a lot of the newer season Rue girls. so mm-hmm. work, work, plasma.
0: The, what's really interesting is like now that I'm watching this without spoilers, um, my, I'm, like, stressed out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm looking at all the storylines that they're giving us, and I'm trying to, like, pinpoint, okay, what's the bottom two? What's the elimination storyline? What's the winning storyline? And for Plasma this episode, I thought it could have gone either way. I thought she could have either went home or won. Uh, and she ended up winning. But it was a very, like, Jan edit, but then she didn't just end up safe. She won.
1: Yeah, they gave the Jan edits a cue, which we'll get to. But... <laughs>
0: Um, we also see that Mirage and Safira both want to be the host. Uh, do you feel like being the host is a smart choice, or do you think it's kind of setting yourself up to potentially flop?
1: Uh, I think it's tough, because you have no one to bounce anything off of, it's just you. If you know you're, like, a theater queen, you can, like, handle that kind of stuff, uh, I'd say go for it, but it's like, I don't know why Mirage wanted it so bad. I think she should have been in a different skit.
0: I get wanting to, like, take a risk because the judges will appreciate it. But, like, going so far outside of your comfort zone that you're potentially just setting yourself up for failure is not the best choice strategically.
1: It's kind of con.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. If she, she was like, I want this role. And Safira's like, okay, have it. And then immediately, though, she's like, well, like, oh, uh, uh, I don't know. Like... If she had just been confident from the jump, I think she would have been fine. But I think she immediately started second guessing her decision.
1: Yeah, I think so. I don't think she expected Sephira to just give it up that way. Mm-hmm. And maybe she was trying to just like start a little fun drama for the cameras. But Safira was like, okay. I was like, oh no, this is not going to end well.
0: Then we also have like a little moment. And I think they're really like planting seeds. This is what the Rose and Olivia Lux storyline could have been um with jane and morphine because jane is like constantly throwing little things of shade at at morphine because morphine was like potentially gonna be in the skit with jane and jane was like i don't know girl like i would do something else because i don't want to outshine you and i feel like eventually we're gonna hit like a breaking point where morphine's like literally fuck you
1: i think so too Uh, i just feel like the relationship between them is so interesting because i'm like they couldn't be more opposite in my brain So the Mm -hmm. fact that they have this weird underlying tension is always very interesting to me.
0: Yeah, I feel like we had so many, like, little, almost, like, foreshadowing. And someone I was worried about a lot was Megami, because her little storyline this episode was that she was worried she was going to get... Outshined by Jane, and that like that might end up with her in the bottom, too.
1: I think Megami did well. I think she she held her own against you know Mm -hmm. with Plain Jane. I think Plain Jane stood out a little more. I just can't get over how they played it exactly like the All Stars 8 skit.
0: I think it was literally the exact same skit, it was the exact same skit, just instead of shrubs, it was decks. Like,
1: yeah, and there was a Ross Matthews cameo
0: instead of Kasha Davis, who should have won that challenge, by the way. But I
1: agree, I agree, yes.
0: So yeah, there's a lot of like little like hinting um and I was worried for Megami, I was worried for Plasma, I was worried for Mirage. Those were the three that I was like, "Oof. Those are the three red flags going on for me right now."
1: Yeah, and then we got some surprises when the actual challenge <laughs> happened. Oh man.
0: Exactly. Exactly. How do you feel about people on Reddit and I've seen it on Instagram saying that Megami is getting Like, okay, in Survivor, we would call this the purple edit, which means, like, you're, like, not in the episodes at all. Like, they don't give a shit about you. I want to say that's what Megami's been getting this season.
1: A little bit. Yeah, I feel like I haven't seen as much of her in the confessionals and stuff. I think she might just be more of a naturally kind of quiet person in that type of environment, which is interesting because I feel like I always see her online. Like, she's always cutting up and kikiing with people online and stuff, uh... So yeah, I do agree with that. I feel like she is not around as much, but I'm hoping that, you know, as the pack thins out, we might get to hear a little bit more from her. I also see people being like, Megami's on the wrong show. She could have killed Dracula, And I would have liked to see Megami on Dragula. I think she would have been really fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you feel like Dawn, because like, I think it was the, the sec when the episode when they all came together, Dawn called Megami the Eeyore of Drag. <laughs> Do you feel like that kind of puts Megami in a certain light from the fans, like, kind of, from the jump?
1: I think so, but I think it's more the talent show that did that than the read. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's... People still joke about that. And I'm seeing all these queens doing, like, parodies of it at their shows, like, holding up all these signs saying, like, the most ridiculous shit.
1: I mean, it's memorable. I'll I'll give her that.
0: (laughs) I think it's time to give closed cases and open cases and cold cases based on both the challenge and the runway. So we'll talk about their challenge performance and then their everything, every share all at once looks (laughs) Um, and determine how they did overall this episode. So um, let's start out with the first sketch, which was the new year's Eve Anderson Cooper uh, and what's the other fucking guys? 80 Cohen (laughs) um, sketch. I thought this was a good idea. Bad execution in writing.
1: This was terrible. It was so. I think Morphine and Tsunami did so bad. I think either of them could have been in the bottom of a Mirage. Sue me.
0: It, here's the problem. And this is like a, a running theme of Drag Race writers. They always try to include too many references. They they always try. Like, it can't just be. I'm thinking of UK4. It can't just be Big Brother. It has to be Big Brother with this show in it and this and 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 it's like, no, If if you just stuck with making fun of Andy Cohen and, uh, Anderson Cooper being drunk on New Year's, and maybe one other thing, like, that could have worked, but you have fucking the, um, end of the world, and all these things, I'm like, no, it's too much, just stick to one, one concept.
1: Yeah, it did not land for me, so I, I, I feel like they had a tough job, just because the skit was not constructed well, but I don't think, Tsunami or Morphine, I don't think either of them performed it well, I think they just kind of... Sometimes these queens get stuck in this thing where they're like... They think that they're slaying. Like, they think that they're giving comedy to this role. And they aren't doing anything to actually give it any kind of individual personality. I think Maya did the best out of that entire group. So I don't understand why she was so low. <laughs> At least she gave something. I'm like, you're giving me something. You're giving me a character. You're giving mm-hmm. me something.
0: Like... I I have so many thoughts on on that. But I think we should start up with Zunami Muse, who was... Okay. Um, she was playing Anderson Cooper, and I thought she did good, to be honest with you. I liked her performance.
1: I disagree, and I didn't like her (laughs) runway that much either.
0: (laughs) I liked her runway too. I think, obviously, this isn't a winning role because she's playing the straight man. Like, Morphine was the, like, super drunk whatever, and she was, like, more of the, like, train chugging along the sketch. So it's definitely, like, not the funniest role in the world, but I think she did okay with what she had, and I liked her runway. She did, um, I'm not gonna know every single, what, every single one of these looks, if I'm not gonna remember, but she did, I think it was an album cover of Shares, but she has these, like, angel wings.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was really, um, cute, and I think it was a nice recreation.
1: I, it just wasn't my favorite. I feel like there were so many, like, high points. Not that it was bad, it just wasn't my personal favorite. It was a little... More simple to me, and I just think I just didn't... Her performance in the sketch was not memorable, and yeah, that was also contributed to her role. I think I'll give her an open case. It wasn't, like, bombing terrible, but it was not my favorite.
0: I'm going to give her a close case. I thought she did fine this week. Work. Um, Her scene partner was Morphine, who was playing Andy Cohen, Um, and then on the runway, she was Cher in the Moonstruck Academy Awards look. Um, yeah. I think the the runway look was super good. I think she really like amped up the hair and things to make it feel draggy, which I appreciated. Um, makeup always on point, but she was so bad in that sketch.
1: Yeah, she was really bad. I think they were both really bad. Uh, her performance was a chop. I like the runway though.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to do open because it was one of my favorite runways, but yeah. the sketch was not great.
1: I'll give her an open. I'm waiting to be like wowed by her still. And I still really like her. I think she's gorgeous. I think she's fun. I'm just, you know, waiting for that.
0: I feel the same way with her as I feel about Dawn, where, like, I feel like preseason there was so much adoration for them, and so far they've yet to actually impress me in any of the challenges. Agreed. Up next, we have <laughs> Maya, Amon on the page, who was, like, the weather girl uh, who was, like, on the ground at, like, a flash flood thing. And then on the runway, she did a press look sort of, not really. Like they the image that they showed as like the reference photo looked nothing like what she was actually wearing.
1: I mean, what she was actually wearing just looked like Megami's look but worse. <laughs> I feel like
0: it was like a very like okay, Megami's was like an exact recreation to the turn back time look. Yeah. This looked like oh, I have this black bodysuit and a leather jacket that like are giving share.
1: I agree. I, I Listen, her, I was proud of her in the performance because I'm like, okay, you gave me something. Like, people in the club, like, when I was watching, they, we were laughing, like, when she was up, like, looking up at the man and stuff. That was fun. Uh, the runway I did not care for. I, I think I'll give her an open case overall.
0: Yeah, she's getting an open for me, too. But, like, to be honest, she was safe as fuck. And when she was, like, called to be, like, critiqued, I thought she was going to be in the top because... They've been asking for personality this entire time. And she, like, delivered. Like, she delivered. And I remember texting um, Matthew during this saying, I really said that Maya was destined for bottom two this episode. And she kind of just ate that challenge up. But, like, I was right. And I shouldn't have been right.
1: That share impersonation, though, where she talked like Kermit the Frog.
0: <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I
1: didn't even know, like, where to go with that. I We were all just like, What? like so crazy so out of left. but that's what i mean when i say you can't expect everybody to have the same cultural frame of reference mm-hmm. i understand why maya can't do a share impression like she's down flipping with her cousins in miami you know what i mean like mm-hmm. different world different world
0: yeah well, i think this also is it shows that like If the judges like you, they like you. And if the judges don't like you, they don't like you. Because they've been asking for personality from Maya. She gave them personality. And they're like, ooh, it's too much. Like, girl, come on.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think we we will see a bottom two in her future, probably. But open case for me.
0: Yeah, open case. She's fine next week. I'm not worried about her at all next week since it's girl groups. But whatever is after that, I don't see them... I don't see her making it much farther than, like, the next episode after that.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: The last person...
1: (laughs) the last person in their sketch
0: was Geneva Carr who was playing Lindsey oh, Graham. Oh for-
1: I forgot about that. Oh my it's God. because you
0: wanted to block it from your memory because it was very cringe. She was playing Lindsey Graham who I'm assuming in the sketch was supposed to be like Lindsey Graham in drag but really she was just playing some like random lesbian. Like I think she thought it was supposed to be a woman.
1: So here's the issue. So they were referencing Lady G which is Basically, Lindsey Graham allegedly, and I actually have some truth to this because I know somebody uh, who in D.C. who used to be in this circle, but Lindsey Graham allegedly has a name, uh, Lady G, that he uses to, like, hook up with gay men and trans women. Okay. And that's the joke, but it's like, if you don't know that specific, like, they're making fun of him being secretly gay and being a homophobic politician. But if you mm-hmm. don't know that reference, and I guarantee Geneva probably did not know that reference, like, there's no, there's nothing to grab onto there.
0: She played him literally as a woman. Like, Lindsay, I think she saw Lindsay and was like, oh, this is some lady politician.
1: Right. Like, I, I don't think she had anything to sort of grab onto. It's just a weird choice. Like, if you're gonna make fun of a politician in the, in the cold open, which is what SNL does, pick Trump. Pick somebody who, like, everybody knows. You know what I mean? Yeah, I
0: think on the pit stop, they were like, do George Santos. And, like, that makes so much more sense.
1: Why did they not do George Santos? That should... that I feel bad for her, because I feel like that was such a tough... If you didn't get the reference of Lady G, which a lot of people don't, like, it's... I, didn't, it's I did not know
0: that. I had no yeah. idea about that. Yeah. Well, and, like, I think if you're going to have, like, such a really specific reference... Then you should explain it like in the in the dossier of like the script be like this script is parroting this this script this skit is parroting this,
1: yeah, Geneva did not do a good job, but I also feel like that was on the the script writers for that one,
0: yeah, I low key for the second week in a row, I think Geneva was the worst of the week, yeah, I didn't like this, and I did not like. Her runway. She did a. Um, I don't know where it's from, but it's like a, a red kind of like circusy look that Cher wore. But Cher's was very like, it was very naked as Cher does. And I understand wanting to like, if you're not comfortable doing like a nude look and like adding all this like fabric and making it something different, like I understand why she did that. But it just ended up looking nothing like a Cher look at all. Like Cher would never. Never wear what Geneva was wearing.
1: Yeah, I just had issues with the fit; it made her look super boxy. I think that was a critique that somebody gave her. Uh, I just don't think she looked great in it. I also think the makeup was a little too. I, I I love Geneva's makeup usually. I just didn't didn't connect with me this time. So I think it's a uh, a cold case for me this time yeah, around. Yeah, it,
0: it is a cold case, and this is the second week in a row that like people have been calling out Geneva's shape, and like. I think it's all just about proportions, and I don't think she's proportioning, proportionizing, at literally at all.
1: Yeah, I feel bad for her, because she was so good in the in the first episode, so I'm hoping <sighs> she can maybe... She's been thrown a lifeline, so hopefully she can yes. get back on track. Well, because even,
0: like, in the preseason, I mean, I think I, t- I said in the first episode that I think she was going to be top five. Like, yeah. I had no worries about Geneva whatsoever, like, making it at least halfway but the fact that she's bottomed now in the first two challenges, like since the you know they started eliminating, like I'm shocked.
1: Poor girl's tired. She's lip-synced every episode. She's sleepy.
0: Oh yeah, I, I feel bad, but I I think she will do better next week. I don't think she'll be bottomed two next week. Manifest. Yes. <laughs> um, so then we get to the hosting skit with Mirage. Um, where she commits one of the cardinal sins of Drag Race, which is stuttering your words. We all know the welcome.
1: Welcome. Poor girl. As soon as... Yeah, I I knew she was in trouble. She did okay. She did okay. Like, it wasn't horrendous, but it's like, if you're in that host role, they're gonna have a magnifying glass on you, especially because she wanted that role. And she shot herself in the foot. Like, I agree that she should have been in the bottom. She... You know, flood the challenge. I fucking love that runway. Fuck everybody else. I love that runway. I don't care.
0: Her runway, she... I don't know the reference. It was... I was giving, like, dance look, but it was, like, purple and had feathers and all this stuff. And it was was almost giving, like, fortune teller a little bit.
1: I was obsessed with it.
0: (laughs) Which fit really well with the Dark Lady of it all. Candy Muse was the host in the first RDR. And I think that role needs to go like someone like Candy or someone like Safira, who is so... Like, they have so much confidence in themselves, they're not stressed out about, like, oh, am I good enough? Like, you can't have any of that if you're going to be doing this role. Yeah. Because the second that the the audience sees that you're even, like, the slightest bit unsure of yourself, it's over. And you could see it a little bit on Mirage from the jump.
1: I agree. I feel like she just got caught in a bad bad way, but I'm going to give her an open case because I love that runway and I love her
0: yeah i'm gonna give open i'm gonna do open because i don't think she like flopped it wasn't horrible. no she
1: wasn't the worst everybody in the skit before her was worse <laughs>
0: um and uh, yeah her runway was so fierce and i love the hair with it i love the hair with it yeah
1: it was so good everyone is on crack they don't know what they're talking about <laughs>
0: um so next up we have plain jane and megami who did literally an exact recreation of Jimbo and Jessica's skit. Um, but... And they even had the same roles. Like, Jane was the more, like... Se- like, sexual, like... Subdued one. And, like, Megami was the more, like... Ooh. 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 Like, Jessica was. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, Megami... Megami, I'm gonna give a close case. I think she was fine. I do think that Jane was better in the skit. But, Megami held her own. And I think she... Did an exact recreation of Turn Back Time in her runway, and it was really, really good. She
1: had such a good and runway. And she
0: sold share. Yeah. She sold fucking share. Yeah,
1: she had such a good runway, and the way she presented it was so, so good. Uh, and I agree. I think she held her own in the challenge. I think she got overshadowed by playing a tiny bit, but not in an egregious way. So I will give her a closed case as well. I fucking love that runway. It was so good.
0: This is where being a cosplayer. Like,
1: yes, comes in handy. I think
0: comes in handy. Yeah. Because, like, when you're playing, like, a character, like, a you know, somebody else, like, she was able to really embody it. I think, I think she embodied Cher more than almost anybody else on that entire runway. Yeah,
1: she knew what she was doing. She knew the reference. And I think Rue and Michelle probably appreciated that.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Jane, I'm giving a fucking close case. I think she did fantastic this week. Yeah. She was, she put on, like, this stupid voice that was really funny. And then on the runway, I mean... She did this, it's a Bob Mackie look, I don't remember where Cher wore it, but it's this white gown um, with like a nude illusion. And hers was a little less nude than Cher's, like hers was a little more like, um, like filled out with like the white feathers and stuff. But it was so good. My only critique was the hair.
1: Yeah, it was so good. I that Everybody screamed when that runway came out. It was so good. And she did well in the challenge. People are kind of complaining because it's like, oh, she did what Jimbo did again. But it's like, that's pure coincidence in that situation. She hadn't seen Jimbo's performance, like whatever. Uh, but yeah, that runway was good. I'm gonna give her a close case as well.
0: As a fellow uh, person with a huge head, she needs more, her wigs need to be a little bit fuller. <laughs> She's a little bit more, more hair, more tracks. In those wigs. I
1: could see that. Yeah, the hair was a little flat, but the, the, the dress was so crazy.
0: Well, I think even, like, the the wig was, like, tapered, so, like, the front was a little bit shorter than the back. I think if it wasn't tapered and she just had it, like, in the front, yeah. that would have helped immensely. I think Because so it too. looked kind of short and, and, like, empty in the front, but then when she turned around, you could see it was, like, a full, like, unit in the back. You just couldn't see it.
1: Yeah. I... She's gonna go far, I think. This was... This was a slam dunk episode for her.
0: Mm-hmm. I thought she was going to win. Based on her critiques, like, I didn't think she should win. But based on what the judges were saying, I was like, they're going to give it to Jane. Yeah. They love her. They
1: do. They love her. We'll see what happens.
0: Up next, we have RuPaul doing um, a music number to Lady Cowboy. I love, I love when Ru does these.
1: I don't know. I'm whatever about it. I was like, <laughs> it's, 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 Sure. I could take it or leave it.
0: <laughs> but, like, that's that's mother. Like, that is... She serves so much cunt by doing nothing.
1: Yeah, I mean, she looks great. She looks great. You know, did her little cute cowboy dance. Uh, mm-hmm. It was fine. I feel no way about it one way or the other.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Then we have the QNN, which is, like, the, the weekend update sketch with Dawn and with a mandatory meeting... Amanda eight.
1: Yeah, Amanda was so good. She actually kind of embodied sort of like the news anchor parody character. mm mm-hmm. And she understood where the jokes were. Um, I think she did a really good job. I don't think Dawn did as well, but we'll get we'll get there. But no, I, I really liked Amanda's performance. I think she could have been at the top if her runway was a little better.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think she definitely could have been top with a better runway. Um it's funny, like the parallels between this and the, the other uh, RDR episode, because that Weekend Update had Heidi in Closet and Lala Ree, and you had Heidi who was killing it and Lala who was not and probably should have been in the bottom three but wasn't. And I feel the same way about Dawn.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, let me first, for Amanda, I'll give an open case just because her runway was not great and her makeup was not mm. great. And but her performance was a lot better than Dawn's. Dawn, I will give a cold case because I did not like her performance. It was very forgettable, and I hated that runway. I hated it. It was so bad.
0: Yes, I I fully agree on all of that.
1: I just I get I get you want to be different. I get your whole thing is that you're like a quirky, weird elf, and you want to be different. Just but if it's a if it's a runway where you're required to give the essence of a specific celebrity, just fucking give Cher. We learned this from Madonna-gate with the kimonos and all that other bullshit. Don't go too far outside the box. Just fucking give what is asked of you. Give Cher. Don't do this weird ski bullshit. Like, I hated it. I hated it. It was so bad.
0: Yeah, Dawn. So she took a, a black and white photo of Cher in this kind of like fur jumpsuit kind of thing. Um, and she said, oh, well, since it's in black and white, I can do whatever I want with it. Uh, and she took a lot of artistic liberties that I, I just, I don't like the look, period. I just don't like it. But I also don't like that she took it in a place that was so much more Dawn than share.
1: Yeah, I just, that's not what's being required of you. If it's a, if it's a challenge where you're supposed to embody a specific look just do that. I like, it's not the time for you to be your weird out of the, last, last week you came out as a fucking cow. You know what I mean? Like you have plenty of other opportunities to show that you're weird. Like I, like, I don't know. I, I, it's always the weird queens that do this shit. Just give what is asked of you. Like,
0: how do you, I want to know your opinion on her not switching her makeup for the challenge or this runway. She did the, the Dawn mug for both.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're ever gonna get on her for it. I mean, she looks good. Like, it is, it is what it is. Uh, But I don't know. I feel like she's so obsessed with being Dawn. You know what I mean? Like, it's either these queens have this issue where it's like they're either blending into a lot of different challenges and not giving them being themselves, which I think is the issue that Plain Jane has. Or they go the other way where they're so, like, they have to have their own personal... And it's always the weird queens who have to have this, like, weird, like, you know, scream I'm weird for every single challenge that they do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's necessary. Kayla, we're
0: haters. We're haters. I'm a
1: hater, and I, like, And Dawn was one of my favorites preseason. I love that promo look. I just was not giving this episode.
0: I think if you're going to have a out-of-the-box mug like that, Awesome. Love that. But I think you have to be willing to tone it back and do something different for specific challenges or runways that call for it. Like, you wearing that mug as Weekend Update, it just felt a little weird. And I think because it's the the makeup is so big, you can't see her eyes, which usually is not a problem. But when you're, like, a news anchor telling jokes, like, I want to see your expressions. And I feel like you couldn't see any of her expressions. And then on the runway... It was it was it was just Dawn. She wasn't Cher. She was Dawn.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's just I don't, I don't get it, man. <laughs> like I don't.
0: I and and that's the thing too. Like I, I think back to like Crystal Method when you know she was I think one of the first queens that came on after Trixie with like a crazy mug and she didn't really change it. Like she she always kept it really big. She never really wanted to dial it back. Like Trixie would dial it back at times on season seven. And I remember people being pissed when they were like. You never change your makeup. We want something different. And I remember back then kind of being pissed too. But like, and I think, I guess it's just, we've seen it so many times now that like, I get it. Like Gottmick changed her mug when it was necessary, when it needed to fit a certain thing. And that's not, that's not saying you can't do this mug. Like you need to change who you are. It's saying, we love what you do, but you're playing this character right now. You're not playing Dawn. You're playing a news anchor on RDR Live. Give us that. Yeah.
1: No, she was she was a chop for me this week. Unfortunately,
0: cold case. For, I actually do like the runway from like the shoulders down. I I love aqua and red as like a color combo, but that fucking taupe colored thing at the top on her shoulders, why? That had no reason to be there. It was
1: not it for me? No, thank you.
0: Cold, cold case. case. I'm sorry, Don. I'm I'm sorry, Don. I I I'm still confident that she's going to do well soon.
1: I think so too. I'm not giving up on her yet. Just, this was not the episode for her.
0: No, no. Then comes in the first brick stone, at, thrown at stones, not stone ah. at throw wall, <laughs> thrown at stone wall, uh, Q. Um, and on the runway, Q did another Academy Award. I think it was Academy Award. If I'm wrong, fuck me, I guess. Um, And it was this black and white look with a huge Feather headpiece. Uh what did you think about Q this week?
1: Uh the runway I lived, it gave share and that was a requirement. And you she probably made it herself and work. She looked so good. She had the head headpiece, uh, which reads share down. Uh love the love that. I think her performance in the challenge was good. It was memorable. She was giving something. You know what I mean? Like she at least like knew how to deliver a joke. Uh, which I can't say for a lot of the other queens of this challenge, so I'm gonna give her a cold. I think she did pretty well.
0: A cold?
1: No, close. <laughs> I have a cold. I was gonna so. say, you
0: have the cold. <laughs> you have the cold. Bitch,
1: <laughs> I have the cold. Yeah, I meant closed. I'm fucking stupid. But closed. <laughs> closed,
0: closed, closed. Um, yeah, no, she's getting closed. I thought, this was, like, such a smart... Like, I think back to, like, the first skit with, like, the New Year's, like, that was just so... Did not work dumb. And this was, it worked so well. It was so smart. It was so funny. It was written well. And I think Q was smart to take this role. I mean, she she looked at the script and she thought, okay, what's the most like crazy role that will 1000% stand out? And she was literally correct. It was it was good. The runway was good. I think second place for the week for the third time in a row for her close case.
1: Poor gal. Well, Well, maybe we'll see her get her Get her flowers soon.
0: People want... People, I've been seeing people say, like, she should have won just because she deserves a win at this point. And I'm like, okay, so you want to rig it because she deserves it, not because she actually did the best.
1: Ethical rigging.
0: <laughs> um, the last sketch is the Barbara Shop Quartet. This was, this was so good this was yeah. so smart
1: this was the best sketch this was the best sketch out of out of all of them uh
0: starting off with nymphia wind um who was obviously one of the quartet that there was only three because I, there was a reason why the fourth one wasn't there and i don't remember it but um and then on the runway she did i don't remember what it's from she did a look uh it was like an egyptian style share look
1: yeah, uh, I loved her runway. I her runway. It was so cool. So this is how you give different, but you still give Cher because you look at it and you're like, oh yeah, I, I can see Cher wearing that. And Cher did wear it. You know what I mean? Uh, but it was still unique enough. Like it stood out. It wasn't all the black kind of leather and studs. It was different. Uh, and her performance, I mean, it wasn't like the standout of the skit, but she did what was required of her. Uh, she camped it up in the way that she needed to. Uh, and I think she did a good job. So it's a uh, a close case for me.
0: Yeah, I think of the three, I think she did get outshined by Sephira and Plasma, but that doesn't mean that she didn't do a good job still. Um, and I loved that runway. I think with, with when you do those, like, Isis wings, you can tell when that material is, like, cheap yeah. and when that material is expensive. This material was expensive.
1: Yeah, it, it was. And she... She looked good. She worked it. Like, that's a tough kind of material to work with. It's a tough concept to nail. And I think she did a great job.
0: Close case for Nymphia. Close case. Um, Next up, we have Safira Cristal, who was a singer. And then also, on the runway, did one of Cher's most iconic tour looks. This huge feathered blue look with a huge, like, wig. I mean, she shut it down
1: obsessed with her i'm so obsessed with her i want her to win so bad uh i think i think okay so the runway amazing i i don't know how this bitch fit everything in her suitcase because everything she's had so far has been like so big uh but it was it was share but it was also drag like it was the it was the right mix of both uh she looked great in it uh and then her challenge performance i think she did well i think she like knew how to deliver, like, the nuances of the jokes in her script. I think she used her singing talent to her ability as well. Uh, Obviously, she wasn't the best in the skit. Plasma was the best in the skit, but she let Plasma shine. And she did a great job, so she is a close case for me.
0: Agreed. Close case. I think if there was a fourth high placement, she would have gotten it.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Last up is the winner of our challenge, Plasma, who was Barbara Streisand. And then on the runway it did a red carpet look. <laughs> it was this like kinda of like gothic gold and black uh dress.
1: Yeah, okay, I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie them the runway was not my favorite. I don't know.
0: Oh, okay.
1: It read like I don't know, like, okay, maybe it's because I'm used to like gaudy long island nonsense but like it read prom to me i've seen people wear that kind of shit to prom. <laughs> uh, Please, like i people i've seen people wear that dress to prom you know what i mean um so mm-hmm. i wasn't a huge i was just very kind of understated i don't know but she looked great uh but her performance was so good i'm like oh you give you know how to give comedy That's something I haven't seen on Drag Race in a really long time. Mm -hmm. As somebody who actually knows how to give comedy and isn't just, like, being themselves and hoping it gets them by. Uh, So she's a close case for me just on that merit. I'm like, oh, you know how to, like, take a moment and make a joke out of it. That's so dope. Like, yeah, this made me a plasma stan. I'm like, I live.
0: I wonder, like, because she had so many, like, bits with like the microphone and things like that. I wonder how many of those were in the script and how many of those she just improved or like decided to do. Right.
1: Um, and nobody else ever has the confidence to do any of that and that's what gives memorable performances in these kinds of challenges.
0: Well, and that, and the reason why I think she actually did it herself is cuz like Saphir and Nymphia didn't do anything like that. Like they didn't have any kind of moments like that. So like I don't think that they would give all of those moments to just one person in the script. So I think she had some some artistic liberties and kind of tweaked some stuff. And, you know, I think it, it worked out. And she, I thought, I didn't think they were going to give her the win. Just because I saw the storyline and I was like, oh, they're Janning this bitch. So I thought she should have won, but I did not think she was going to win. I thought they were going to give it to Jane.
1: Yeah, I think it was a very fair, fair win. Like she won and I was like, mm-hmm. yep, that makes sense. Good for her.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and she was shocked and everyone immediately started, like, applauding and, like, cheering. Like, more than usual when someone wins. Like, I think that, like, the, I think that Plasma's well-liked on the cast, and I think that they were all very happy that, like, she got her moment.
1: Yeah, I agree. It was it was nice to see. And then my dreams were crushed immediately after that.
0: <laughs> because our bottom three is Amaya, M- Amaya, Maya, Amon, LePage, Mirage, and Geneva Carr. Mirage... Is not I said Mirage just saved. That's what I wanted to happen. That's not what actually happened.
1: <laughs> I I yeah. I think the bottom sh- I should have been Morphine or Tsunami in there. Sue me.
0: I would have put Dawn there.
1: Or Dawn, yeah. Uh, any of them, really.
0: I yeah. I think the bottom two made sense. Geneva and Mirage, and they lip sync to Motherfucking Dark Lady. My mom is a huge Cher fan, like huge. So. Um, she wasn't watching live, but she heard it was, like, the Night of a Thousand Shares, and she's like, what's the lip-sync song? I'm like, you're not gonna even believe it. It's Dark Lady, because that's one of her favorite share songs. I'm like, you are not ready for this, Miss Lori. So, I was so excited, because I, I love Dark Lady. And Mirage starts killing it. I mean, she's killing it.
1: I mean, so here's the thing. I was confused initially, because I know you went in this, no spoilers. Uh, I, like... Saw the spoilers a long time ago, but I have, like, vague memories of them. I heard that Mirage wasn't early out, but there was discrepancy over whether she was second or third. And so when she was go- like when she was doing it, I was like, oh, she must be third out. But then I was like, wait, I thought Geneva made it, f- like, farther than that. So I was, like, confused. And then I was like, this is weird. Like, it seems like she's winning. And then Plasma's confessional came on, and it was like, oh, she doesn't know the words. I was like, fuck no, no, this is my worst nightmare. This is my worst fucking nightmare. Like it was just playing out in front of me like a horror movie. And I was like, I can't do anything. I can't do anything to help her. Fuck. Ugh. It was so tragic. It was so tragic.
0: Well, and like, I remember watching it and I was like, oh, I, I was not even looking at Geneva. I was just looking at Mirage. And I remember being like, oh, wait, like, does she know the words? I don't care. She's doing great. And then, like, it divulged into she knew none of the words and she got caught on one of her feathers like it started off so strong and then just ended up in a train train wreck which was so hard to watch
1: i feel like she could have hit it like she could have just kept spinning covering her mouth like i feel like she could have because that's what she was doing at the beginning and nobody knew and then like i feel like she she faced him openly and like fucked up
0: this it's a, it is a harder lip sync song because it's not because there's a ton of words, but kind of like Fancy by Reba, like there's spoken word, like yeah. she's kind of telling a story and you need to be able to tell that story. So if you don't know the words, like you're kind of fucked.
1: Yeah. Uh, and she was fucked and then it ended and then Mirage oh. was eliminated.
0: But I love the like memes. Like, there's so many memes from this performance of like the, when she does the four with her body, yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like putting the four everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. Geneva did fine. Like, but if Mirage knew the words, Mirage would have stayed a thousand percent.
1: Yeah, and I think they fucked up putting her in the bottom because she's like a huge fan favorite this season. Like, I don't think
0: they expected her to be a fan favorite. I don't think I don't think they they knew what was coming with her.
1: Yeah. And, uh, Mirage Hive, we lost. Not only that, but it was the saddest elimination I've ever seen. It was, like, kicking a dog while it was down. It was awful. No, literally. It was awful. Ugh.
0: She, yeah, no, she, like, burst into tears. And, like, I think she just, like, I think she was frozen. Like, she couldn't move. Everyone was crying in the back. Like, you could tell that, like, this cast loves her.
1: Yeah. No, it was, it was a really tough watch it was tough watch at the watch party because you know we're all fucking drinking having a good time and then we're watching this person's dreams be crushed in real time and we're all like oh like
0: mm-hmm. this is horrible mm-hmm. this is horrible Well, and like going going home second is actually the worst and i have a video about this coming out this week um like there is a second out curse because everyone remembers the first who goes home because like they went home first people got a second You're not in that many episodes, and you didn't go home first, so you kind of just get forgotten. Luckily, Mirage broke the curse, but it's a tough place to be in.
1: It is a tough place to be, but people love her. I think she will be back for All-Stars, and that is an All-Stars cast that I would like to see. I think she'll get cast in the Vegas show, and then I will go to Vegas, and I will tip her a dollar bill, because she deserves it.
0: (laughs) Well, and, like, she is already, like, did you see the video with her in Denali?
1: Yes, yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Like, she is so charismatic. She's so lovely. I want to see her so badly. Yeah. So, Mirage, come to Cleveland challenge. Do that challenge.
1: (laughs) Mirage, come to New York City. I know no one ever comes here to perform, ever, but you should definitely come to the barren wasteland that is Manhattan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we lose Mirage. It sucks, but we still have 12... Lovely Queens left going into the girl groups next week. Uh it's time to ask ourselves the question Kayla. Is it rigged? Was this episode rigged?
1: I don't think so. I think all the outcomes were fair, unfortunately.
0: I think besides Maya being in the bottom 3, I agree with everything else.
1: Yeah, it was it was a very fair fairly judged situation. I just more So my far heart. this
0: season's been pretty fair.
1: It's been pretty fair. I'm waiting for some bullshit to make me mad, and it's always usually girl groups. Girl groups is usually the most insufferable episode of a Drag Race season. Uh, Mostly because I don't like the challenge, but we'll get to that next week, and everybody can hate (laughs) on me for that. I think it's a bad challenge, but we'll get there when we get there.
0: It's one of my favorite challenges of the entire season, so yet another episode of me and Kayla disagreeing on
1: almost everything. Yeah, it's so funny because it's we're such good friends and we get along so well, but when it comes to the actual show, I feel like our opinions are wildly different.
0: Yes. Well, that's what makes this so interesting, is because you get two completely different opinions.
1: Yeah. For I hate sure. those
0: podcasts where it's just everyone just agreeing with everything. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, of course. It's like, okay, I'm bored.
1: Exactly. We're here for the discourse. We're here to fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: By the end of the yeah. season, me and Kayla are gonna get into a fist fight. So
1: exactly, the real friend. Actually, I
0: I do not want to fight Kayla. She's from New York. She could fucking deck me in the face, and I'd be done for.
1: I won't disagree with that. <laughs> I'm sure. Any I'm... people on
0: fucking Twitter don't want to try her either because she will come back at you, and you will cry.
1: I'm short, but I'm a bad bitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Exactly. Who are you worried for? next week in the girl groups, and who are you excited for next week in the girl groups?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I'm worried for Q. I feel like I don't... uh, We've seen Q lip-sync, and I feel like she doesn't give kind of, like, that cunty sort of energy you need for something like this. Uh, Yeah, she didn't have
0: much stage presence.
1: Unless it's, like, one of those things like they did in season 15, where it's, like, old ladies or something kind of campy and funny. Like, I feel like I'm worried for Q, and... I feel like I'm excited for Maya. I feel like this could be a good opportunity for Maya to really show her stuff and turn it mm-hmm. out. What about you? And Plasma. I think I'm worried, for, I'm worried for Plasma as well, I think, a little bit.
0: Yeah. I'm excited for Safira. I think she's going to eat. Yeah. Um, I'm most worried for Megami. I'm really worried for Megami because it's giving, like, from the preview, it's giving, like, cunty, like, pop girl number. And, like, I don't know how well will be able to, like, do there.
1: Yeah. No, that's a good... That's a fair assessment. I hope she gets more screen time at the very least.
0: I hope she gets more screen time because she's not going home. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree.
1: No, yeah. For sure. Um,
0: I, yeah. I, I think that next week's going to be good. My hope and prayer is that we get three different songs instead of three groups doing the exact same song.
1: Yeah. I mean, I... I just hope I don't hate it as much as I've hated other girl group episodes uh, because I normally don't (laughs) like them. So I don't like verse challenges in general, but that's an an uncommonly held opinion held by yours (laughs) truly. So I hope I don't hate it. In season 15, I didn't hate it because I was like, okay, at least there's a different sort of element here where they have to play a character. Like that's kind of fun. That's a better criteria for judgment. Uh, But I don't know. I guess we'll see.
0: I I can never watch that episode again because Jax was thrown into the bottom for no reason. Oh, yeah. And Ineacher was saved for, like, no reason.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. The one time knowing your words is not that important. Yeah. Stan Mirage.
0: Stan Mirage. She's going to be just fine. She is the robbed queen in everyone's eyes. They wanted more. She's she's going to be fine for the next decade.
1: I agree. We, we stand. If
0: she harnesses her power correctly.
1: Which I think she will.
0: She's already, you know, doing the press tour with fucking Denali, so.
1: Yeah, I live.
0: Okay, well, that is all for today. And next week, we'll be back talking about the girl groups. Until then, you can find me on social media at The Drag Detective.
1: You could find me in my bed hacking up a lung because I have influenza. uh, But you could also find me on twitter.com at kayla underscore says underscore yt i'm gonna try to have a video out about uh plain jane and the evolution of reality tv villainy this week uh it was supposed to come out today i had a sponsor ready to go for it today and then i got the fucking flu so it'll be here eventually it's still january so i might have time we'll see
0: okay that's all for today and we'll see you next episode
1: Bye. bye Oh,